You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. And we got a lot to cover as we round out the week here on the show. BYU men's basketball plays well, but still gets absolutely obliterated in Spokane. We'll recap that. We'll also preview a showdown against the USF Dons tomorrow for Mark Pope and company. We'll also talk about a really cool accomplishment for the BYU athletic department as a whole. Something that I think all BYU fans should be crowing about. And we'll also recap everything else you guys need to know about as a BYU fan as you round out the week, including a prospect that may have a familiar storyline for BYU football fans they probably should be paying attention to. A little bit of a tease to stay tuned throughout today's show for that. So a lot to get to on today's show, and let's waste no more time with this introduction and get right to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 14th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, I am talking with you guys about BYU sports every day here on this podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day and hope you all are doing fantastic out there. All right, BYU basketball. Wow. That was something. BYU scores 84 points against Gonzaga. And had you told me going into this game, the BYU is going to score 84 points, actually shoot relatively well from the field overall, I would have said BYU's got a chance in this game. Because BYU as a team shot 43.8% from the field, 44.8% from three. Very impressive numbers. 13 of 29 from beyond the arc. These are numbers that BYU most games will win against teams. But on the opposite side of things, who Gonzaga shooting 43 of 62 from the field. That's a cool 69.4% from the field overall. They were 11 of 21 from beyond the arc, 52.4% from three. Their worst shooting percentage was probably their free throw shooting, which they were only 65%, 13 of 20. And this was one of the more elite offensive performances you will ever see in college basketball. And trust me, my social media feed last night in the aftermath of this game was, BYU should have been much tougher on defense. Blah, 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 blah. Folks, Gonzaga is head and shoulders above BYU. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, I told you guys I did not have a good feeling about this. I said the BYU's chance of winning this game, I said I think I had like 99.7% chance that Gonzaga wins it. There's always the chance that BYU could win this type of a game, but I just did not have a good feeling about BYU going into this one, and I think my fears were well-founded. Drew Timmy goes 13 of 14 from the field, 30 points, just a a phenomenal performance from him. Julian Strother adds 20 points of his own. Andrew Nemhard just tallies a double-double with 22 points and a 12 assist at night. Man, Chet Holmgren, one of the presumed top three picks in next year's NBA draft, he had just a Cool, 12 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, just You look at, oh, also, check home run. Five blocks in this game. You're not going to beat many teams when they shoot nearly 70% from the field. Could be why you have defended maybe a little bit better? Possibly, but... 
This team, this Gonzaga team, my friends, is elite. They are going to make another run towards another national title game, and hopefully they can break through and win one. They were undefeated until they got beat by Baylor last year, who Baylor lost their first game this week. Gonzaga, in my opinion, should they win tomorrow, and I don't know who they're playing, but they should and they should win tomorrow because they don't lose to anybody in the WCC outside of St. Mary's and BYU from time to time. They're going to be the new number one team next week. This is a dominant dominant performance for Gonzaga and BYU I think is going to learn a lot about themselves in the aftermath of this loss you're going to have to go back to the drawing board if you're Mark Pope and company and realize okay what we tried to do in this game did not work and one thing that bugged me most of all if I'm going to make one criticism is BYU continually going under screens in this game Gonzaga is one of the best offensive teams we have seen in recent memory and when you go under screens you are inviting them to shoot over the top and what do they do They shoot right over the top of you and they're just nailing three after three and just making life miserable for you. You cannot do that. And I think BYU, they will be better prepared in theory when Gonzaga comes to the Marriott Center for their rematch of this game. And there is a hope that obviously in the West Coast Conference title game or in the West Coast Conference semifinals, depending on how the standings work out, that you'll get another crack at uh, Gonzaga for a third straight time. But this is a tier one win, uh, not tier, tier one win, tier one loss for BYU because Gonzaga, they are a quality loss for the BYU men's basketball program. So when it comes to the net ratings, that type of stuff, I don't think. BYU is going to take too big of a hit, but the funny thing is, coming out of this game, I felt like BYU played actually pretty well, all things considered. They shot 44% from three. I thought BYU, if you were to give me those statistics going into this game against Gonzaga, I would have said BYU's got a fighting chance in that matchup. Well, I did not account for the fact that the Gonzaga was going to have just an absolutely just one-of-a-kind offensive performance. And I know it's not one-of-a-kind, considering last week at Pepperdine, I believe, it's on the road if I'm not mistaken, uh, they put up 117 points. So in the last two games, Gonzaga has put up a a tidy 227 points. Impressive, 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 impressive. I I got nothing to say other than tip your cap to Gonzaga. I, man... What a phenomenal performance, and I probably should have had Andy Patton join us, who obviously hosts Locked On uh, Bulldogs, uh, covering Gonzaga hoops for the Locked On Podcast Network. We may do that in the lead-up to the rematch in Provo next month, but man, I... (laughs) I come away from this feeling like BYU actually performed well. The problem is they just faced one of the best offensive performances I can remember in recent memory from a team. They, Gonzaga, are just absolutely phenomenal. So, what does it mean for BYU now? Well, they turn their attention, obviously, to their matchup against USF. It's a quick turnaround. They'll be taking on USF tomorrow night. Another 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip. This one will be on CBS Sports against the Dons, and the Dons took care of business against Loyola Marymount, absolutely blitzing the Lions, 97-73, to so an impressive performance for USF. They are 15-2 and on the season. They are 2-0 and in West Coast Conference play. BYU, to their uh, side of things, 14-4, and now 2-1 and in the West Coast Conference, going into this matchup and BYU is going to have to be careful to not let uh, have a letdown performance against USF because BYU as I mentioned offensively they played relatively well I thought BYU did what they needed to do now you have to avoid having the law of averages catch up with this team and have an offensive performance where you, where you fall off Jamari Bouye is the leading scorer for USF he scored 22 points in that win last night over LMU he averages 17.6 points per game also a- adding 4.9 rebounds and 3 
2.8 assists. Uh, this is a USF team who is very, very talented. They are not the USF team that's that paper tiger. It seems like annually, like, oh, maybe maybe USF can be pretty good, and then they fall apart. No, this is a different USF team. They've got a different feel to them this year. Khalil Shabazz, a guy that BYU fans you should be familiar with. He's absolutely uh, killed BYU in, in previous matchups. He's actually their third leading scorer with 12.3 points per game. Uh, Yahin Masalaski, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Masalaski, I, I don't know. 14.5 points, 8.3 rebounds. He's a, a big time forward for them, and I think BYU they've got to avoid going into this game and feeling like, okay, well we 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 hung tough with Gonzaga. We do what we could do. We'll just take care of it against USF because USF, my friends, this I, I'm telling you, there is a different feel about this Don's team. And Yahan Masalaski, 6'9", 240 pounds. He's from Minsk, Belarus, and he is going to be a load for BYU to handle. You saw Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy. Well, they made Fus Traore and Atiki Aliatiki's nights just absolutely tough. I can tell you this much. USF's going to look at that film from Gonzaga and say, all right, we can do that too. I think this is an important matchup for BYU, not only because whoever wins this game is obviously going to establish themselves as the clear number two team behind Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference uh, standings, but you just have to go out there. And I think for BYU's sake, for their own mental uh, mental's sake, they need their mentality sake, I'm trying to say, that for their... For their mental, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, just for them to feel better about themselves, it's very late, trust me. I've been up since 3 a.m. and it's past 11 p.m. here in Utah when I'm recording this, but nonetheless, for for BYU, just I think to feel better about themselves, you've got to go out and win this type of a game against USF. I think it's going to be tough for this team to come off that game against Gonzaga and go into this matchup and think, okay, let's do what we did and we'll be okay. But I just think that... If you go out there and you handle your business and you play similar to what you did against Gonzaga, against this USF team, I think BYU can come out on top. It's obviously tough to replicate performances like that, and we've seen with this BYU team that inconsistency is kind of their consistency. I know that's a a weird thing to say, but... They were consistent on offense most of the night uh, against US, uh, not USF, against Gonzaga last night. And the hope is you can carry that over, that consistency on offense, into this matchup against USF. The problem is the previous, what, 17 games for BYU before that Gonzaga game, BYU has been prone to long scoreless stretches and the inability to really shoot at a high level. I am hopeful they will replicate the performance they had against Gonzaga and that will help BYU hopefully get a bounce back win against USF, but you cannot afford to go to USF and lay an egg. It would just be a bad, bad feeling for this program, and that's the fear. I'm sure Mark Pope and his staff are sitting there thinking, okay, we got to make sure we avoid the letdown performance, because it's too easy to fall into that. You feel bad about yourself. Wow, we weren't good on defense. You start analyzing your own game, and you get in your own head, and then you go into USF, and guys like Jamari Bouye, Khalil Shabazz, they just start going off, shooting the three at a high level similar to what we saw from Gonzaga, and suddenly you're down 20 to 4, and whoa, what just happened? You have to avoid that. You you cannot afford that to happen if you're BYU. I just I, I look at this and it has all of the makings of a feast or famine type game for BYU going into this USF matchup. And 
it's going one obviously there's gonna be a winner and a loser but it feels like it's going one way or the other either BYU is going to come into this game motivated saying okay we played well against Gonzaga we do that again we're going to be in this or they're going to come into this game look in their wounds and and all of a sudden USF is going to stun them up there on the hill in San Francisco and BYU is going to be like whoa suddenly we're now two and two in West Coast Conference play we're 0-2 on the week what just happened to us you've got to make sure you avoid that now a couple other p- positives to come out of this Gonzaga game, I felt like for BYU. I felt like it was good to see Caleb Lohner finally, finally have a good offensive performance. He shot 7 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 from the three-point arc, a total of 17 points. That is the offensive prowess I have been begging and pleading and hoping for from Caleb Lohner. It was good to finally see that. Alex Barcelo was typical steady self. 7 of 14 from the field, 19 points. You couldn't have asked for for much more. Uh, well, okay, you could ask for more. You could ask for a 40-point performance from Alex Barcelo to keep BYU in this game, but it's just it's not necessarily how he goes about things. And also, Gonzaga, they were hell-bent on making sure that Alex Barcelo was not going to be the guy to beat them. They were going to say, everybody else, you're going to beat us. That allowed guys like Caleb Lohner to have a breakout performance. I was actually very happy to see that. Fus Traore, 8 points, 7 rebounds. Atiki Tiki fouled out in just over, I think, 8 minutes of game action, but he did have 4 points and 2 or 3 shooting. Those two big men got a baptism by fire against two of the best post players they will ever see. And I mean ever see. Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren put on a clinic against these BYU big men. They will learn from that. Obviously they did not have their finest performance, but they will learn from it. T. John Lucas, I thought, actually had a decent performance in his own right. He was the only other player besides Barcelo and Loner and double-digit scoring with 10 points. So, the good news is, is there were some positive signs for BYU. They shot well. I thought Caleb Lohner broke out of his offensive funk in this game. Uh, and hopefully that carries over. If Caleb Lohner can get going on offense and he can contribute double-digit points in any given game, you're going to see BYU win a lot more games than they will lose the rest of this season. I like this BYU team. Uh, let me be clear about that. I like this team. But the problem is when you have a team shoot almost 70% from the field, it's going to be hard to beat anybody like that. So, tough night if you're a BYU fan watching that Gonzaga game. Hopefully the defense gets better against USF, and hopefully the offense, what they did on offense for BYU, travels to San Francisco when they square off against the Dons. Once again, a 9 o'clock tip tomorrow night, CBS Sports Network. And I, it is my hope and my plan to stay up a little bit later tomorrow night, do a postcast edition of the show, and hopefully we'll be able to get that done. But So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, also, a reminder for you guys that we will have, obviously, full recap of what happened over the weekend on the Monday edition of this show as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we need to talk about BYU, kind of go macro view for BYU. We do a lot of micro here where we talk about football and we talk about basketball. Let's talk about the totality of the BYU athletic department and something they have not previously accomplished to this point that BYU, I think, is incredibly, uh, incredibly impressive for them. Man, I am struggling. I am tired. But anyways, we'll get to that momentarily. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at the Get Upside app. Our listeners can be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time that you fill up. You heard that right. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using the Get Upside app. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE 
to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as much as two or three hundred dollars a month a month in cash back, and there's no catch. Their cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other great brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE with the GetUpside app. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, and they would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the football playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. They obviously it's a new year, and with a new updated desktop and mobile website at BetOnline.ag, sign up for free today, and also make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus from our friends at Bet Online with your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. Once again, sign up for free a 50% welcome bonus is waiting for you when you use the promo code locked on with your first deposit from football to basketball to hockey boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports that's betonline.ag where the game starts Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Let's take a minute and talk about something that goes bigger than just BYU basketball, BYU football. Let's talk about the totality of the BYU athletic department and a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment for the BYU Cougars. They have finished number one in the nation in the Learfield IMG College Directors Cup Final Division I Fall Standings that were released yesterday. It is the best finish for BYU in fall, winter, or spring competition. The Director's Cup, as some of you probably are aware, annually ranks college athletic programs around the country by awarding points based on each institution's finish in the NCAA championships. Preliminary standards released following the fall and winter athletic seasons in the lead-up to the release of a final ranking following the spring season. So BYU to be number one in the country. They are at the, I guess, the third-way pole, if you want to use the horse racing analogy. I know it's the quarter pole, but you get what I'm talking about. 33% of the way through this. They are the number one team in the country, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a huge accomplishment, because if you look at the top 10 teams that are in these rankings, my friends, Notre Dame number two, Michigan number three, Wisconsin number four, Penn State number five, North Carolina six, Washington seven, Arkansas eight, Florida State, excuse me, nine, Pittsburgh ten. And annual winner, it seems like, Stanford isn't even in the top 10 right now. It's just incredible what BYU has accomplished here. Their fall sports combined to generate 368 points. Women's cross country and women's soccer each recorded 90 points, the most points of any BYU fall sports, following national runner-up finishes at the NCAA cross country championships and at the NCAA college cup. Top 10 national finishes for men's cross country and women's volleyball got 72 and 64 points and a top 20 finish for the football program earned the Cougars 52 points. The winter director's cups rankings will be released in April. This is an absolutely incredible accomplishment for BYU and just a really, really nice thing to see. The overall breadth and depth and the strength of BYU's athletic department, it's never been better, as evidenced by being number one in these rankings. I think this is an incredible accomplishment that should be trumpeted more highly than it probably has been at this point. We'll see where BYU ultimately uh, 
ends up in the national rankings when those final rankings come out. Uh, so the winter rankings will come out in April. I think the final rankings come out June after the College Baseball World Series wraps up, that type of stuff. So the, the, the crazy thing about this is BYU is competing against the best of the best despite not being among the top Division One programs in terms of spending. They don't play at the Power 5 level. Currently, they have been a G5 program or uh, not mid-major program during this era. It's an incredible accomplishment for BYU because all the other teams we listed are all quote-unquote Power 5 programs inside that top 10 following BYU right now. This is an accomplishment I think Tom Homo should be taking a badge of honor about. It's just it's something you look at and you say, okay, hats off to you. Uh, Jay Drew wrote a really cool piece earlier this week for the Deseret News talking about how the women's sports at BYU have just accomplished so much and done so much this season and just an absolutely incredible job by their coaches, the staff members, the athletes themselves. We had uh, Smarty Links, uh, the co-founder, actually the the owner of Smarty Links and his uh, NIL deal with all the women athletes at BYU. He wanted to be a person that could really help BYU women athletes, student athletes uh, benefit from name, image, and likeness, still similar to the Bilt Bar deal that BYU football has. I think this is something that is going to help BYU's profile continue to just rise and rise and rise. And as they go into the Big 12 here, ostensibly, they're going to have more resources, better facilities in theory, just more everything to get better at what they're already doing. The hope is that they continue to do that. It's absolutely incredible. I think this is something that BYU should be crowing about to all prospective student-athletes, all of the recruits out there that BYU may have interest in in whatever sport. You go to those student-athletes and say, come here and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Be a part of the most well-rounded athletic department or one of the most well-rounded athletic departments in the entire country. We have got the facilities here to help you guys succeed. We've got high-level coaches up and down the roster in terms of overall sports. I think Tom Homo has done a phenomenal job, and I think it's one of the things. A lot of people, I feel like, when they had some of their issues with football during the latter tenure of Bronco Mendenhall and also when uh, Kalani Sitake was struggling early on with this program, think of that 2017 season, I thought Tom Homo took a bad rap because football obviously is the front porch of the university. It's the hallmark, the biggest sport out there. It gets the most attention, all of that stuff. But I felt like what Tom Homo has done to really build this BYU athletic department is something that's kind of gone overlooked. He has done a phenomenal job hiring coaches, putting them in positions to succeed. And those coaches, in turn, have done a good job getting the right athletes in there, recruiting at a high level, and obviously getting standout performances from those student-athletes when they're at BYU. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment for the BYU Athletic Department. So I just wanted to take a minute and crow a little bit about BYU. I think that this is something that they should be celebrating and we all should be celebrating as BYU fans. I I think I've told you guys in the past on this podcast, for your listeners that are pretty regular listeners, I, I tell people all the time, BYU fans are not just BYU football fans or BYU basketball fans by and large. There are those. I I completely agree that there are those who have their favorite sports, but BYU fans, so you guys listening to this, you guys are fans of BYU, the university, the athletic department, etc. You will root for the women's soccer team when they go to the national championship match. You are rooting for the cross-country team. You may have never seen a cross-country race in your entire life, but you are rooting hard for those athletes 
athletes in the cross-country national championships. Volleyball may not be your jam, but guess what? When the men's volleyball program's in the final four, or the women's volleyball team is making a run towards the national championship, you can guarantee most BYU fans are right there front and center riding bandwagon and enjoying the ride. BYU fans are fans of the Cougars through thick and thin for every sport. And that is something I don't think a lot of athletic departments and a lot of schools have. Are there people who are fans of, let's say, Alabama football? Yes. But are they fans of the University of Alabama's athletic department in total? There are probably some. I would venture to say the BYU's fan base, you guys listening to this podcast, I think you're chief among them. You guys are BYU fans, first and foremost. Yes, you probably have your favorite sports. Most of you probably BYU football fans. Some of you BYU basketball is your jam. Some of you may be women's tennis fans. I, I don't know what your favorite BYU sport is, but I pretty much feel like I'm speaking for the vast majority. I'd say 99% of you when I say that you are first and foremost a Cougar fan, and then it kind of... D- delves into, okay, my preferred sport is X, Y, and Z. So Hopefully I'm right about that. If I'm not, let me know. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I love hearing your guys' stories about how you became BYU fans. I have met multiple BYU fans who have said that BYU drew them in even though they didn't have a connection to the university because of their sports playing on TV. It's, it's incredible to see how sports and BYU kind of meld and how they bring people and together. It's, it's just an incredible, con- incredible confluence of things. But hopefully you guys are as impressed with this finish in the Learfield IMG College Directors Cup final winter fall standings as I am. I think this is incredible. And you as Cougar fans, you guys should be happy about this performance. I think it's absolutely awesome what the Cougars have done. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with a look ahead at what's going on this weekend in BYU sports, as well as a guy that, does BYU have their next out Tyler Algier on the horizon? We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Of course, many of you have been uh, doing New Year's resolutions and trying to figure out how you want to be better in 2022. Well, if you guys want to eat better or working out as part of your plan, I would implore you to make Built Bar part of the plan that you are utilizing. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. You want to eat healthy, obviously, but it gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, okay, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? The good news is Built Bars, covered in 100% real chocolate. They will satisfy that craving, but more importantly, they are healthy for you guys. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. It's an absolutely incredible option for you guys to satisfy your sweet tooth craving while also putting something healthy in your system. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least something eat at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you guys. Give it a shot. Get to built.com, place your order now, and while you're there, please use our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Yes, we're gonna help you guys save some cash on your end. And also, as we already talked about, Built Bar has a name, image, and likeness agreement with all BYU football players. So guess what? You're supporting BYU football when you support our friends at Built Bar. So once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Support BYU football and support our friends at Built Bar. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by one of our great local sponsors and our friends at Intercap Lending. Intercap is one of the best lenders out there, and the best part is they're a local lender. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap, they get deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. Many of you might have heard with the rising inflation issues going on, the Fed is going to raise interest rates, so now is the time to jump on this. And Intercap, they're going to be right there to help you guys along the way. Steve Carter is Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap. He would love nothing more than to help you guys out. He's delivered their incredible process to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, and he'd love to help you guys out as well. And although Intercap is new relatively to the Locked On Cougars podcast, this is not a new company, my friends. It's not a fly-by-night organization. Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 44 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that very best experience since 2018. They are headquartered here in Utah, but they are licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call. He'd love nothing more than help you guys out. I promise you, you will not find a more responsive loan officer. 385-800-8528 is his direct line. Yes, a direct line to Steve Carter. 385-800-8528. Give him a call. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS 190-465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we go on this Friday edition of the show, let's talk about everything else going on in BYU sports. First things first, the BYU women's hoops team. If you were as salty as some people I saw on social media last night about the BYU men's basketball loss, well, you probably should have enjoyed the women's hoops team. They put on a show, a 41-point first half, just absolutely crushing the St. Mary's Gales. BYU shot 40% from the field in this game, holding the Gales to just 28%. BYU, number 18 in the country, is now 13-1 on the year, 3 3-0 in West Coast Conference play. They were just absolutely smothering in this game. BYU led 41-7 before St. Mary's had a three-point play to reach double figures right before halftime. It was 41-10 at halftime, my friends. What a dominant display from Jeff Judkins and his squad. They are just continuing to absolutely torch opponents. They are going to be on the road for their next three games, beginning with a matchup at Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles this coming Saturday, tomorrow at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. You can tune into that game stream it live on the WCC network. There's a link on BYUcougars.com if you want to find it. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you want to watch high-level hoops, the women's hoops team needs to be part of your repertoire. They are absolutely phenomenal. Shaylee Gonzalez, Tegan Graham, Paisley Harding-Johnson, Lauren Gustin. Man, there are just so many good players on this team, and I would encourage you guys to take an opportunity to watch them if you have not done so already. Now, other teams in action this weekend include the number 16 ranked BYU women's gymnastics team. They're going to take on number 22 Nebraska of the Big Ten. They'll be in Lincoln uh, tomorrow at 530 Mountain Time at the Bob Devaney Sports Center for this. It'll be the first time since January of 2020 that the Cougars and the Huskers will have squared off in a gymnastics meet. The last time the two met, BYU took home the win with a 195.750 score, uh, beating Nebraska by a narrow .15 points in that. Uh, you'll be able to watch that on Big Ten Plus with a subscription. There's a link on BYUcougars.com if you want to watch that, uh, but best of luck to Guard Young and his squad. They are going to absolutely be a good team this year. I know that Utah is elite, and but BYU already inside the top 20 nationally ranking-wise. It's pretty impressive. Guard Young has done one of the quieter jobs. We talked a lot about already with the Learfield deal. The women's gymnastics program, they've had a nice rise under Guard Young. and He's done, he's done a good job. I, I don't profess to be a gymnastics expert in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how they score this sport because there's a bunch of flips and 
twists and I'm like, cool, that looks really good to me. That should be like a 9.9 or a 10 and all of a sudden the score comes back. That was an 8.120. Huh? What? What? Uh, like I said, I am not a gymnastics expert, but the women's gymnastics team done some really nice things, and best of luck to Guard Young and his squad as they are th- in Nebraska tomorrow evening. Now, other teams in action this weekend, the men's and women's swimming and diving teams are hosting a dual meet against the Air Force Academy that'll be taking place today and tomorrow at the Richards Building Pool. Also, the men's and women's tra- track and field teams, they're hosting the BYU Cougar Indoor Invitational Round 2. That's taking place. They already started yesterday, continuing through tomorrow, so three days of action in that uh, event. Also, as we already mentioned, women's uh, basketball in action against LMU tomorrow. You come off a 78-36 to 36 route of a team. What are you going to do on the road? We'll find out at Gersten Pavilion. And then also men's basketball. They'll be back in action tomorrow night, 8 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 9 o'clock Mountain time, taking on USF on CBS Sports Network. Looking forward to that. I think we'll learn a lot about how BYU responds to this loss against Gonzaga from that matchup. And hopefully I'll have a chance to sit down and do a postcast edition of the show to recap recap whatever we learn from it shortly after it goes final. It'll be another late night game, but hey, I am willing to stay up and entertain you guys because guess what? I enjoy doing this with you guys. I enjoy your guys' interaction with this show. It's just, it, it's so much fun to do. And obviously we will have plenty to talk about in the weeks to come, the days to come about BYU basketball, more BYU football thoughts. We'll have you covered top to bottom. The guy I meant to talk about on today's show uh, might be the next uh, BYU walk-on that could be the next type of success story if he lives up to what BYU thinks he might be able to live up to. Another Southern California guy who plays running back and linebacker for his high school. Does this sound like a familiar story? Oh, yes, this is the Tyler Algier story. The athlete to keep in mind, and I'm going to watch his film a little bit more, and I'll have more of a scouting report for you guys, hopefully on Monday. I'll probably talk about this on Monday a little more in depth. But Derek Boyd II. Lawndale High School in Lawndale, California. Six foot two, 200 some odd pounds, plays outside linebacker as well as running back for his high school. Great size, 6'2, 210. That's a bigger athlete than Tyler Algier, but. This is an interesting story. I figure he'd probably be a walk-on to the BYU football program. Uh, I saw some uh, reports out there on social media that he reports he runs a sub-11 second 100-meter dash. If he runs that, I'm surprised he's not getting Division One looks because that's pretty fast, especially at that size. But nonetheless, I'll watch his film. We'll have more of a scouting report for you guys. But the story, man, a guy who played running back and linebacker in high school, not getting a lot of recruiting attention, BYU trying to get him as a walk-on, Hmm, where have we heard this storyline before? And I'm just saying, I think it could be something to bear watching, and hopefully I'll have more for you guys on Monday's edition of the show. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I want to encourage you guys to go make your second listen. Our friends over at Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. Until Monday, have a great rest of your weekend, and we will reconvene then. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 14th, 2022.